Monster Bunch TV. It's Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With clicks to the business of everything that's hot. Call it Ringside Pop. You know it don't stop. With the flicks to the business of everything that's hot. Welcome to Ringside Pop. With Kia Stevens, Marty Elias, and Dale Rutledge. <laughs> oh my goodness, it is another episode of Ringside Pop right here <laughs> after Buzz TV. I'm your host, Dale Rutledge. We are talking about the future of the WWE Network. What's it hold? WWE had a lot of things to say about what they're thinking about. So let's get right on to it. Kia Stevens is MIA today. She's glowing it up, as she do nowadays. Uh, but on our lovely panel today, we have the referee of Lucha Underground, some of the best WWE matches in history. He is Marty Elias. How you doing, bud? Yeah, that's a cool uh, shirt you got there. Hey, it's Paul Stanley's solo album, 1978. So uh, it's normally, uh, you know, with the purple, his, his color scheme. Oh. But uh, just got this done in... Uh, Actually, my wife picked this up for me. It's custom made, so thank you, baby. She was like, "You know what you need more of? Kiss shirts." Kiss shirts. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know who maybe not has even one kiss shirt? I, I think I've had. I have had one kiss shirt because my my uncle is a, have is, had. Is a, yeah. Have had. I mean, my my uncle is is a huge uh, is a member of the Kiss Army, and and yeah. just as as a younger lad, got me stuff that I have. 100% grown out of. But yeah, <laughs> current owner of Zero Kiss shirts, that's me. Mark Donegan, welcome to the Hi, show. Hi, Dale. We always hear your velveteen voice. On yeah, my velveteen show. dreamy voice. Your velveteen dreamy voice. Yeah, that's me. Nice and smooth. Mm. I didn't realize how much you looked like him in person. Exactly. You know, Patrick Clark, long lost brother. That's me. <laughs> You're tough enough. Yeah. I would say. Arguably. Uh, so, speaking of network uh, shows, let's talk about it. Can we please? WWE sent out quite a survey this past, just maybe three or four days ago. Not too long ago. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I don't know what time is anymore. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they sent out all these elaborate ideas of things that could make the WWE a premium level of service. Uh, first, let's talk about the nine ninety nine price point. Uh, for me, I dig it. I have no issues with nine ninety nine. I I think I get more than ten dollars worth. To be honest with you, I mean, if you take it back to, I didn't get every pay per view because I'm not Daddy Warbucks. Over no, there. that especially it's gotten so out of control when it when it, if you're just going from a pay per view standpoint, right. if you're just paying for pay per views through cable, it's absolutely ridiculous. I think WrestleMania at this point, if you want it like low high def. Which, it's like 60, 80 bucks. Which who does that? I'm and then you, then you want to go super high def or 4K or whatever, and that's like an extra 40, 50 bucks. Oh, I see. Silly. Yeah, that's it's, crazy. It's a little ridiculous. Are they still, so they still offer it in places, right? The, yeah. The different pay-per-views? I think DirecTV is the only major uh, cable or television uh, provider that okay. doesn't offer it. I don't know if that's still a thing. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, as, as far as I know, they're just soft pushing to the network and sometimes hard pushing to the network at all times. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like it's it's definitely worth nine ninety nine. Now I, I I've heard a couple of different rumors as far as I know they're talking maybe fourteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine for the premium leveling or maybe even three levels. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Maybe you can get X Y Z, but that's what we're going to get into here. So uh, some of the things of the survey. In case you guys didn't take it, I'm not sure how many people they sent it out to. I didn't get it. You did not. So get it? yeah, I, I know it. It was somewhat common, but it didn't go out to all subscribers. Uh, I got it, and and my co-host from Wrestling Compadre, Scott Narver, he got it. Okay. 
Johnny could have got it, but he doesn't know things. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Um, checking his email on a typewriter. <laughs> he that's, doesn't that's fun, Dad. That's fun, Dad. Um, so let's see what some of the more interesting things were. I, I, I believe, starting with other companies being on the WWE Network. Um, now, this is, shades of this had been talked about because of uh, the agreement for the UK tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, ICW, Progress... Uh, all those guys that are, are in the UK. Um, I don't think Rev Pro was part of it, though. Did they have any? It people? wasn't listed on there. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I think it was a part of the just a part of the hullabaloo. Just because they're, yeah. they're big over there. Um, I mean, this is a hundred percent yes. So just to give you an idea, the the survey went from extremely interested to not interested at all in five varying points in between there. So I'd love to hear what you guys. Maybe we can do it in that particular way. Let's mm. take the survey together. Um, hey, no. <laughs> hot. So, ICW, Progress, mm. any, any hot UK indies? Would you, would you think that's... First of all, would you be interested in seeing that on WWE? I would, because it, it shows you the talent that's out there. And, you know, th- there's a lot of untapped talent out in the wrestling world right now, or at all times. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's wrestling or, or if it's some type of other form of entertainment. There's always untapped talent. And if you have the opportunity to see somebody, you know, a diamond in the rough, I mean, it makes sense to say, hey, maybe that guy could be the next guy or girl. You know, so it, it's always cool to see who's up and coming and to see what's going to be the next big thing, no pun intended. But it, it's always something to know who's who's coming up. And, and to to elaborate further on that, it it would make it a similar experience to NXT, where mm. we have that with NXT, where people see, oh, Tyler Breeze suffered this big loss, and maybe that means he's coming up, or, or Bobby Roode, or, or whomever, and there's that immediate recognition. And now if they're trying to build up this UK division, which I still think is just going to be NXT UK. Oh, which I hope so. Which I hope, oh, I hope so much. Uh, then they're going to need the buzz around that. Now that NXT is considered that third brand, they're going to need the that next stepping stone. So by having, even just watching the UK tournament, I knew that there was a UK scene. I was familiar with the brands, but I wasn't familiar with the people and the talent. So having having that resource available is I would definitely be fine with paying for that. I I love the idea as long as WWE has no say in that programming. Like I want to see progress as progress. Mm-hmm. I want to see ICW especially. I mean they they get pretty crazy a lot of times. Yeah, and I think the only thing that would be a result like that would be a result of this like merger acquisition, whatever you, you would want to call it, would be it might stifle the the quality of independent talent that they can book, like uh, Cody Rhodes just signed exclusively with, with Ring of Honor right. recently, but so that means he can still work out of the U.S. and Canada. Does that mean now that ICW or now that Progress is, is a WWE-esque promotion that Cody can't go work for them, or does that mean, or does that mean that he's not a part of the television broadcast? Does, right, because then you wouldn't be able there. to see you wouldn't be able to see Cody versus, let's say, Pete Dunne for the United Kingdom Championship. Which I don't know. It's a gray it's area. Weird. It's a it's a gray area. Is the network televised? Mm-hmm. You know, because you you are subscribing, and a lot of that, the New Japan stuff and whatnot. A lot of that gets away with it because it's not televised. Television. But I can get it at my house just mm-hmm. as easily as I can get the WWE yeah. network. So, I don't know. It'd be yeah. very confusing and I'm sure That's the, I'm just booking. concerned about the talent. Yeah, and and if if that means you're you're then taking work away from 
people who are trying to make their way just by having a couple more smaller companies right. in your pocket. And it's interesting because, I mean, if you look at NXT just this past week, we had uh, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven versus, you know, Red Dragon, essentially. A dream tag team match that they wasted for free television <laughs> that could have gone 20 to 25 minutes, but only went about 10, 11. I don't know why that happened, but um, that's, I mean... That is what you want to get out of seeing the ICW and the progress exactly. and that kind of stuff. And ROH was another company that they listed on this survey. Would you want to see ROH? I mean, it's kind of the, under the same ideal, but is ROH something that you would want to see on the network? I would, and, and it's odd that, that they even mentioned that, or it's not odd, it's kind of relevant. Curious. Because Chris Jericho is doing something with Ring of Honor on his Jericho on his cruise. cruise. Yeah. You know, so the, the, the winner of that tournament on the cruise actually gets an opportunity for a title match. So uh, I, I think there's something brewing there. I didn't realize that. You know, and, and that's next year. The cruise is Next Halloween. Yeah. 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 Are we doing that? Are we going on the cruise? You want to? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, can we book it? Can we get yep. dressed up as something cool? Sure. Why don't we, why don't we be uh, Undisputed Era? You can be Adam Cole. <laughs> I'll be Kyle O'Reilly, and you can be Bobby Fish. <laughs> All right, I'll take that. Let's do that. I'll be Bobby Fish. Uh, I, I want it just for the... Uh, the ability to have all of these companies in one place because one of the I, – I don't watch Ring of Honor. And, and that's not because I don't want to watch Ring of Honor because I'm not interested in their talent or whatever thing. It's just I can't find it. It's hard to find. Yeah. I think it's on Comet. The I don't station, even know what that is. I've never heard of it until I was looking for ROH. So, so that – like that – it just in the sense of, I want to be plugged into all these different wrestling companies. I want to be, but I can't find them. Yeah. You know, I would love to be up up to date with Ring of Honor. I can't afford going out to Vegas every other month to to watch some tapings. But if I can get them on a WWE network or a network esque thing, where oh five bucks and I get to watch some awesome wrestling, cool, into it. The the only thing I could think of though is is because. It has been kind of a perching ground, right? ROH for WWE. Um, does that lessen the effect? Like, is it exciting when somebody indie gets signed and they pop up at NXT? You know, Adam Cole interrupting Drew McIntyre's, you know, situation at the end of TakeOver. Would that be as cool or effective if you just saw Adam Cole on ROH on the network three days prior or whatever? Or does it, I'm just saying, would no, it confuse the fans a little? That's, that's actually a really good point, because then, then the mystique of, but they were just over here. Right. You know, like, especially if you're talking to, like, let's even go back to the Hardys of WrestleMania. Right. They were in a ladder match the night before they re-debuted. So if that was, oh, I just saw them on the WWE Network, then that impact, the huge reaction that we got at WrestleMania, it was like, oh, well, we just saw them. Yeah, we just saw a different ladder match yeah. yesterday. And uh, That's a very valid point, too. Yeah. Bringing that up, TNA was listed on this that was survey. That was the most surprising thing. And then not after a couple days later going, oh, th- they might go back to being Impact again. TNA has no idea what's happening with their company. So is it TNA? Is it Impact? Is it Anthem? They listed it, it on this Anthem, survey as TNA, but I would they, they said TNA, historic and new programming from TNA slash Impact slash Global Force Wrestling. Because nobody knows what's <laughs> happening. You know, that's interesting because I think that from from me personally, uh, if, if I wanted to see any TNA stuff or, or anything in that, I, I think I would probably want to see like the AJ Styles stuff. And, and I think that's maybe where they're going with that. Would you like to see, you know, the AJ stuff, the Samoan Joe, yeah. the Bobby Roode stuff? I mean, just all, all those guys who are now with WWE, I think, you know, WWE could 
kind of swing a deal and say, hey, you know, we got their stuff from... Give us that back catalog. Absolutely. Yeah, like uh, Chris, Christian Cage's uh, NWA World Championship oh, run, yeah. uh, uh, Fortune, you know, and, like Jay Lethal and, and Ric Flair doing mm-hmm. a Ric Flair mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but but you mentioning AJ Styles, if... if because I have it on a DVD, the triple threat match between Samoa Joe, Chris Daniels, and AJ Styles. But if I could have that and just be like, boop, boop, favorite that page and just go back and watch one of the greatest matches of all time, that'd be great. And then if I could get, I mean, Chris Daniels is doing a lot of work with Ring of Honor or whatever. But even just to get the three of them in the ring oh, again yeah. together and be like, hey, and you can watch the greatest match ever on the WWE Network. Oh, that'd be awesome. It's it's crazy to think. So I don't know. Again, we we don't never know. say never. We never, never say, say never. Never, never say never. Truer and truer every year. I thanks, Beebs. Um, but <laughs> I didn't think anyone would say thanks, Beebs, on this show today. Um, I do what I can. But TNA had that rumor back when Billy Corgan was there, or maybe it was right in between him and then when Anthem swooped in. Because it's an owl. Because it's an owl. The flipping uh, owl. <laughs> um, uh, Scott Narver started a new Twitter account of the Anthem Owl. I don't know the actual et, but it's like the Anthem Owl tweeting things about the roster, and it's hilarious. Okay, try, yeah, try and find it. It's it's really fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll link to it on the show Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know it offhand, uh, but yeah, I, I know that that was a big rumor, right? Is that they were going to buy not the company, but the library library of all yeah. the previous footage, which. Mm-hmm. To your point, every, everybody is now over at WWE, or the even the part. people that that spent a couple of a couple of months or a couple of years over there, like Mick Foley, yeah, um, and anybody. Yeah, Booker, Booker, Booker. T. yeah. yeah. Christian, um, a lot of Christian's matches over at TNA, I thought were really strong. I like that solo matches, and I would his run in TNA and him then subsequently coming back to ECW. I I love Christian. Christian's always been one of my favorite wrestlers. So his his run in TNA. And, uh, and and his subsequent return, and then finally getting that <laughs> world championship opportunity, uh, and his some of his matches with with Randy Orton. But if but if we could get that total compendium of that time away, really helping him grow and help sort of fill in that story that other fans may not be familiar with, and and if that's part of it, and that means also ease of access to the TNA library, all about it. Yeah, I'm a bit of a completionist, so sure <laughs> having all the things of everything sounds good to my ears. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other things besides other companies that they talked about was uh, other ideas of shows. So um, what they say <laughs> what they say here is original scripted dramas, wrestling themed series inspired by wrestling's colorful and rich history, such as WWE's version of wait for it Game of Thrones. <laughs> What would you would you want to see a WWE Game of Thrones? Which, by the way, they call Triple H's entrance. I think is what the actual <laughs> Game of Thrones version is. So That's far. the thing is we've but we've been living. WWE is Game of Thrones because I mean back in two thousands, you know the main event of WrestleMania was McMahon versus McMahon versus McMahon versus McMahon, oh, yeah. and we get like power struggles all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not. You know, how do you hyper-dramatize what's already hyper-dramatized? But I think they're talking of literally doing a Game of Thrones-esque show where everyone's acting. But in in the sense, I would, I would be more interested in the sense, uh, go ahead. So are they saying that WWE talent are going to be acting in the series? Correct. Or is it casting? Wrestling-themed series inspired by wrestling's colorful and rich history, such as WWE's version. They do not say starring superstars. But if it's something where we get... The like 
we get the fire at the at the Undertaker and Kane's childhood home, and we get that uh-huh. sort of hor- like a Netflix miniseries yeah. of something like that of the more storied characters. Uh-huh. That's that'd be awesome. And then you wouldn't need the wrestlers to be active and healthy either. I would love to see, hear more about Kane and Undertaker's and how Paul strange. Bearer, you know, yeah, came to be with uh-huh. the Undertaker and and Kane and the you know the backstory to Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. and. Yeah. Or, or like Finn Balor trying to tame the demon or right. something like that. Like stuff that Boom Comics is doing right now in their run, yeah. but but brought to the screen. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's – then you can incorporate that into into the live shows and help reinforce the, re- the wrestling and the story part of it. And I wouldn't mind if it was just actors in that case. Because no. then I want to see it – it's more of an enactment or whatever mm-hmm. rather than like, oh, this is Kane and he's a cop. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw that Dolph Ziggler was a cop and Rusev pulled a gun on him. It was hilarious. And, and Not good, from, per se. From that point of view, too, you know, if you do it that way, I mean, Star Wars is very good at this, you know, where they have all the comics and they have the other uh, Clone Wars and uh-huh. things of that, you know, where they tell all these different backstories and things of that nature. It's not Mark Hamill. It's not Harrison Ford. It's these different characters and things of that nature. But yet, ultimately, it goes back to those guys. But they are telling the backstory of everything, and people are intrigued by it, and it makes sense. Yeah, you know, I voted not that interested on this category, but talking about it with you guys, I would like to see this version. But but of that's it. the thing that, like, by just giving one example, yeah. that sort of pigeonholes what you what you think of. Yeah, because I picture Triple H being dramatic and beheading someone. You know, because they say WWE's Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I just pictured the king. I yeah. guess, you know. So you were probably thinking WWE Studios movie, and then uh, yeah. straight to DVD. And I was, I was out. I was yeah. already out. <laughs> and um, and like, uh, you know, a set, but then that's the problem is it's because it's already scripted fantasy television. It's just in an arena, but you can take those stories and put them in a castle, put them in a in a in a pure fantasy standpoint and it's pretty similar you know yeah. uh Seth Rollins being the upstart uh heir to the throne sort of a thing and then burning <laughs> the whole thing down like it's it's but we've already seen that you know right. you're going to have to get ahead of storylines or create completely different things if you really want it to be something that's impactful because it keeps people guessing how cool would it be to see somebody doing Mick Foley's Cactus Jack dude love and, and mankind and everything and seeing the origin of all that stuff and how he became those different personalities and having that whole backstory of you know I mean, and, and like dude love that, being a coping mechanism for yeah. the horrors that yeah. Cactus Jack and mankind have done like mm-hmm. cac- like Cactus Jack doing all the stuff in Truth and Consequences and having to go into hiding dons a mask doesn't lose the crazy but hits a tipping point to where he turns into this fun loving dude persona and it's just done by this amazing actor yeah how fun would that role be for anybody Anybody. Um, you doing auditions (laughs) i'm available i guess original scripted comedies listed separately by the way um this one uh sorry the writing is very small comedies such as wwe superstar roast which i'm always down for a roast uh southpaw regional wrestling or wwe's version of the office how do y'all feel about that? I think if you're going to do anything roasting-wise, you need to have Dean Malenko as your host because <laughs> Dean Malenko is probably one of the funniest individuals that I've ever met in my life. Really? Oh, my God. D- Dean Malenko is so witty, so funny, and so just on it. I mean, he is amazing. 
He'll he'll be the guy on the dais that, like on a regular uh, Comedy Central roast or any any of those roasts, you you look at like Snoop Dogg or whatever, and there's the one person that's at every single roast. You're like, what are they doing there? And then they get on the microphone. and You go, oh, that's exactly why they're there. He'll he'll be that regular. Yeah, uh-huh. Dean Malink will be the uh, what's his name Ross from uh, Comedy Central. Um. Yeah. I, I Jeffrey Ross. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Ross. Ross. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He is at everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I love the idea of a a uh, WWE version of The Office. Um. Not necessarily. I mean, like one cam is always funny mm-hmm. to me, but to have that sort of not them in an office, mm-hmm. but like backstage and and doing this. That's what I was going to ask. Would you want it in Stanford or would you want it on tour? I would want it on tour. Yeah. I think if you're going to have, I still want to see the major players, but showing their comedic side. I mean, mm-hmm. they they've all dabbled in it in some regard. You know, a lot of times they reserve it for YouTube or you know the stuff. But I would love South to Paul. see they reserve South it for Paul, South exactly, Paul. exactly. So I would love to see a scripted or faux. What's really going on backstage? Here, here's one, one of my issues with this question is that. They have a scripted comedy show that is wonderful, that is magical, that they have, seem to show no dedication to, probably because the budget is pretty high. That's Camp WWE. Oh, uh-huh. It went about six episodes. They never had an official, it airs Mondays, and it will air on Monday for the next six weeks. It was like, oh, you can watch two episodes after the pay-per-view, and then in two weeks we'll have another one. And right. then it was such a weird schedule but the show is genius. It's it's the it's the superstars as kids, and even just seeing some of the models of like Dean Ambrose in the background or whatever. Oh, uh-huh. But having Ric Flair voice himself, having Sergeant Slaughter voice himself, having McMahon voice himself—that uh-huh. was surprising. That and and having Triple H just be this butt kissing suck up and trying to go out with his daughter and all it's. And Vince saying all of these just bizarre things, it it's just pure money, and it's made by a team that is that are wrestling fans with Seth Green and, and Stupid Monkey Productions, but it just never, it just stopped. It just never took off. But that's the thing is the fandom talked about it and yeah. buzzed about it, but it wasn't consecutive enough. It was like when Fox kept changing Family Guy's air date and nobody could watch it. Right. So... That's one of my one of my my issues is they they want comedy but they have comedy and it may be a little bit more expensive but it's it's something that with any show you just have to be consistent and if you tell people we have six episodes we are going to show these six episodes based on how well these six episodes do we might do more but they just said hey we have Camp WWE. Yeah, oh, that's it. <laughs> they did kind of the the same thing with the the Holy Foley show. You know, they broke mm-hmm. it into two parts, but they weren't really clear on when it was going to do all that. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, they are running a Netflix style thing with the WWE Network, and Netflix just does the same thing every time. They take it, they dump it, it's there. Mm-hmm. But I think WWE likes playing with it to see how people react, because they're not really sure. Yeah, because they're getting a feel for what people want or, or what people are reacting to. Yeah. You know, being there, just knowing you know how WWE works, I know it's all about feel and, and seeing what's working and what's not. I mean, you can go back and, you know, and, and look at all the storylines, what was working, what wasn't working, you know, and, and if it's catching on, that's what they're going to run with. And, and I think, you know, that they're trying to do that now with the whole network. I yeah. mean, look at the way that they presented the CWC, and then they changed it for the Mae Young Classic, and it was also different for the UK tournament. Yeah. All of them seemed to me to be kind of a test to see how fans react and what it is that they want. Yeah, and what they're doing is they're tweaking stuff as, as they go, because mm-hmm. these are new avenues for them and new ventures, and they're saying, OK, 
okay, this is what worked there. This is what didn't work. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of figure it out. And I'm sure by the time that they get to something different in five years, I'm sure they're going to be masters at it because that's what WWE does. I mean, Mm -hmm. they got that machine that can just master anything. Yeah. Because to me, it feels like they're they're doing everything from a, a wrestling standpoint. Right. Instead of from a television standpoint, and if they're if they're looking seriously into scripted content, you can't operate it like a wrestling show. Yeah, you can't. And yeah. and they have they have experience of they have the longest running television show in history, uh, and and that's still a wrestling show. And even with Southpaw, it despite it being a both seasons being a sponsored material. They're just now starting to show up on the network. Like, how do you not make the deal of we have this exclusive outlet? We'll be advertising KFC or uh, Old Spice exclusively during the during the the portions of of the of the release schedule of the release date, or having it as a bumper for this, and 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 them trying to figure out what to do with their YouTube channel. But some of that content would work amazingly as lead-ins on the network. Mm-hmm. They've, as per usual, they've got too many um, plates spinning. But it's just one of those things where, all right, start thinking about this from a TV perspective. That can still be a wrestling perspective. Um, and, and especially hearing the rumors that, uh, the, of course, the wrestling stuff does the best because they make sure that that's what's promoted on all of their wrestling shows because right. it's connected. They didn't really talk about Southpaw at all, season one, on air. No, not at all. It was all Twitter. And there was just the logo t-shirt, which it seems like they begrudgingly put out. (laughs) And then once season two dropped, they've got, like, drink koozies and, like, t-shirts for uh, the the used car dealership that Mm. isn't even the wrestlers, and they have whole package sets that you could... Remarkable. Like, they have their own page of things that is is almost as long as Enzo Amore's, uh, (laughs) which is a lot. Pasta coming soon. But uh, it's... is it really? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. But but that that's the thing is I I while I do agree they're they're just trying to figure out see what works. For some things with TV you can't you can't just like oh whatever. Right. You can't how, just dribble it out. How do you prepare Enzo Amore pasta? Do you have to simmer it over low backstage heat? Uh <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Good one. I was just going to say, um, you give it a solid how you doing for about five to ten minutes uh, st- while stirring, uh-huh. and then <laughs> it's going to, yeah, I always went to a really bad place. But, uh, <laughs> but then, you know. Which we, which we encourage here. So. <laughs> no, not where I was going for. I'll tell you after the show. Okay. Special live event. So we already got a, a, a little taste of this. Right before this, um, a survey came out. They announced Starcade coming as a one-off in North Carolina. I saw a lot of back and forth online. Some people excited. Some people were like, you better do it a very specific way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't... Listen, they did this before with the the Beast in the East. You know, it wasn't a previously yeah. established thing. A lot of times it's so funny. Like, you think that bringing back this nostalgia item, it's like, they're going to love it. We're going to bring Starcade back. It's going to be so cool. And then everybody just, you know, shits on it because yeah. they're like... It's not exactly how I remember. That's not the way Dusty wrote it. Right, yeah. I mean, even... And, and to that point... Look how much it flared up with the Hardys and with mm-hmm. Cody and and, uh, and and to be fair, we talked about it recently on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Dusty wasn't heavily involved in the first one. Right. He was in the second one and every one after that. And I would definitely associate Dusty Rhodes with Starcade. 100%. But it's it's just one of those it's one of those things where 
just, just let, let's see what they do with it. Right, give them a second. Give it a second. Yeah. Uh, but also, not just with Starcade, but the the rumor that they might be dipping into their WCW licensing and start using some of the old WCW like Bash at the Beach or like some yeah. some of the old stuff. And if they use it for these live events, these live network events, to give it that little bit of name recognition, at one at least they're using it, and there's some sort of respect for for WCW because it was what it was. Right. But ultimately, that makes it feel a little bit more special. If you, get, it's not just hey WWE live, but it's. Right. It's Starcade. Okay, yeah. you know, on that point, so if they're going to be dipping into WCW stuff, like Starcade, things of that nature, war games, I mean, you know, like that's another one that people have been shooting out there. Oh boy. Does that mm-hmm. mean that they're going to dip into the ECW stuff too? That is something else that is later on the in the survey. Okay. I jumped ahead, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's a good, it's a good tease. Stay tuned. <clears throat> How dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, here, here's the thing for me, and I know that they got to make more content, but I don't know if I want extra things to feel compelled to have to watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> you've already got me at 16 pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to do a live special. And another thing they talk about is, would you want to see house shows on, on the network? As long as it doesn't change what wrestlers do at house shows. Because house shows are super special because there are no cameras, there's no nothing. I saw The Miz and Jey Uso do a dance competition where the ref won. Like, (laughs) I saw Luke Harper and Dolph Ziggler go 25 minutes in an amazing match. Like, as long as it doesn't affect what the live shows are for the talent, I'm sure. Why not? But doesn't it have to? Uh, house shows are, are so much fun because they're, they're, there's no TV tension, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Right. You know, because you're at TV, everything is always. Argh. But house shows are, are, are very laxed, and in and, and being there and, and doing them is that you have the freedom to test new things out, to right. get reactions, to do different things. I, I honestly don't think you should put, and this is just my humble opinion. I think house shows should be left special and just you know let let people go to house shows and 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 earn that uh, entertainment because Mm -hmm. those things, like you said, the dance-offs and things of that nature. I remember, you know, doing matches, you know, where where Regal would get his pants taken down and stuff like that. I mean, this is back, you know, 10 years ago, things of that nature. And then, like, Hunter DX would be goofing off, and and what they would do is they'd go around and, you know, to an audience member Mm -hmm. or fan, and they'd say, hey, hand sanitizer and you know like they'd get the bottle and everything and Hunter or Sean would get it and go take it and, and give it to Regal give it to me give it to Hunter and we'd all sanitize our hands I mean just goo goo gaga stuff like that I was going to say it's not, if you present it as WWE presents gaga then <laughs> yeah. maybe fans will understand what they're getting See, into I, I marked it as not at all interested for the exact reasons you Thank guys you. are mentioning because I, I don't want to have the house show be another show yeah because I like I like the goo goo guy. Very spontaneous stuff happens yeah. there too, and it, it makes know? it special in its own right. And and to to your point of wrestlers get a chance to prepare at NXT LA, we got to see. Speaking to your shirt, uh, Johnny Gargano and brand Cien Almas work before their takeover match, ah. and seeing that live, and then watching a takeover and seeing what they what they kept, uh-huh. what they took out made it that much more interesting. It's like, what else can I see at a live show? Mm-hmm. Exactly. In, in live events, from my vantage point and from working and, and knowing what live events are, live events are always for 
guys to tweak and work things out, building up to the pay-per-view, and people getting a feel for it. And then finally when they see the pay-per-view, it's it's very similar, but at the same time it's different because they've had a chance to go around for two or three weeks on loops, working stuff out and seeing what works, what doesn't work. And that's why you do the house shows to get the reactions and to see, okay, well, this is going to be special. Yeah. And then you can just tweak it for the, for the blow-off match or the pay-per-view mm-hmm. match. Uh, and, and in this case, WWE would stand for Workshop Wrestling Entertainment because that, that's what they do. There's, there's room to fail. There's room to succeed. I saw uh, Roman Reigns the week before WrestleMania 31, and he couldn't have been more over. Huh. In, yeah. The, everybody, like kids, women, men, everybody. It was him and Bray Wyatt in like a no-holds-barred or whatever. I see. But, but yeah, the... The, now, from a from a producer standpoint, from from a, a production standpoint, they want consistent numbers every day of the week. So they don't have a quote Saturday show. Mm-hmm. They have takeovers every every couple of months. But if they want people clicking on the network once a day, every day, that is something that Vince said fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. His dream was to have wrestling on seven days a week. Yep. And 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 they they need to have new and and if it's wrestling that does well, what's something that we're already doing and we just add a couple cameramen to live right. shows? Yeah, no, I'm. It I doesn't get, add too much of a budget. I but, see it from their side. Yeah. I just think that I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like it. Um, another thing that they brought up, obviously tournaments doing more, <laughs> um, but they actually listed some specific ideas of tournaments, mm-hmm. which I thought was uh, interesting. Uh, new in-ring tournaments such as a Pro-Am style tournament, WWE versus NXT specifically, uh, a Lucha tournament, which, hello, yeah, a tag team tournament, duh, or King slash Queen of the Ring tournaments. Um, I, I, I 100% want all of those things to happen. <laughs> I think that's definitely a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see WWE Lucha. And I have visions and ideas already uh-huh. of of stuff that would be amazing for them. I mean, it, it's just cool. And of course, again, I work for Lucha Underground right now, but a, a WWE Lucha with that machine behind it, mm-hmm. off the hook. Uh, and, and, you know, I think a lot of people even sometimes pigeonhole Lucha. I mean, look at Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. There's people like Angelico or, or Son of Havoc where they're doing Jeremiah a Crane. Yeah, they're doing a Lucha style, yep. but they're not all masked warriors. Nope. Yeah. Uh, and so I think you could have a, a, a super great tournament. Yeah, when I, when I think uh, Lucha Libre, Joey Ryan isn't the first thing that comes to my head, yeah. but here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my, so I, I love the idea of all of these tournaments, especially the Pro-Am. Me too. I love that idea. I hadn't even heard that before. I'm surprised they would even leak that mm-hmm. as a She's thing. Like, what? Like, is that, that a thing that can happen? Can I do it now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the finals happen at a takeover and or or at a, at a main pay-per-view, whatever. My, my only uh, concern is the concern that we're having now with the UK tournament, mm-hmm. with the May Young tournament, which is, all right, we have exposed the world to all of these amazing talents. Now what? What do we do with them? What is going on with the UK tournament? Seriously. Like, I want like, we a don't, league, we've uh, got NXT tr- UK, sure, whatever. It's been almost January. January's a year. It's a year. We have we have a championship that has been defended four or five times. Maybe, yeah. On television, yeah. I, I would say. Uh-huh. Uh, and and a whole group of talented guys that... Where, where's Mandrews? I mean, there's... Yeah, there's, where's Mandrews? I know he got hurt a little when they were at the UK show, mm-hmm. the, um, the music festival that yeah. I can't ever think of. But but yeah, any any time he's one of the main group of people that do like the stand in waves. Anytime yeah. they're like, hey, look, UK, remember? Remember? So, 
and, but, yeah. but there's plenty of other guys in that tournament that they they just haven't really talked about. It and all. then they did the special a couple of months ago. Yeah. That, that was real good before yeah, uh, takeover. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, get it. And and with the with the May Young, it's like uh, we know the winner. What's happening with her? But we still don't. I mean, you know, know there's still the fresh. So like support, supposedly most of those women are signed. They better be. Uh, yeah, Tournament's um, great. I know a couple who aren't. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but that's that's another thing is when you talk, should be when you talk about like a lucha tournament when and you talk about lucha libre, so many names come to mind, and then that immediately going by. Oh wait, can they can they do anything with that? Like Pentagon, like Phoenix, like like Ray, you know, right. like like very various names that have gotten such a bigger become such a bigger part of wrestling's <clears throat> collective consciousness thanks to Lucha Underground. But then, what do you do with licensing? Like, does that? I would. Lo- I've been wanting to sing King Cuerno in a WWE ring. Uh, oh, he's just the best. Uh, but absolutely. but so so many various characters and performers that. Can you put them in there? Like, can we get a Kota Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr. sort of a thing? Have them be in for a round just so that, like, oh, yeah, no, they're good enough to be in this tournament, but, you know, contracts. Yeah. You know, but there's a guy uh, in Mexico, I don't know if you guys have heard of him, uh, Flamita, who is Flamita. amazing. He, he's, he's the next Rey Mysterio. Hmm. And, you That's know, actually Dragonastica Jr. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flamita is amazing. I mean, th- this kid is amazing, and I know that he has had some contact with WWE. And you know, when this kid gets there, I mean, he- he's going to be on fire. And that whole lucha thing with WWE, I mean. But hmm. do you feel Rey Mysterio aside? Do you feel WWE respects lucha wrestling? Here's my humble opinion: they don't understand it. No, I, I can I agree with that. I, I can totally agree with that. They tr- <clears throat> like they're trying to replicate like especially with Mystico back when he first showed up at Sin Cara. They're mm-hmm. tr- they're trying to they made him a special attraction. They right. they made him seem different. They didn't they didn't make him a part of the WWE product. It was like, hey everybody, shut up. This is different. As a, <laughs> as a, which you know Lucha deserves to to have its moment. But at the same time, isn't WWE supposed to be a melting pot of all of these different styles? And Jericho Rey Mysterio for the Intercontinental Championship was, like, amazing Lucha Libre-style wrestling because of Chris Jericho's background and, of course, Rey Mysterio. But it, it's, it was one of those things where they were like, here, people like that, go, watch this. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, too, once they do understand it, I think sky's the limit with those guys. They can do some great stuff and bring in some great guys. Yeah, it like almost, the Rey It almost feels like it may have to be a, a subdivision of two hundred five or something where they get to be on their own show because if they haven't learned, I know, sure they should learn how it works, but wh- what do they need? Well, especially with, with like you bringing up two hundred five live, they just stopped doing the purple ropes on Raw mm-hmm. and making the whole thing about Raw and, right. and like, oh, here are wrestlers from two hundred five live, but this is Raw. Yeah, don't don't confuse people. Yeah, don't make it another thing because then they just go get snacks. But I just don't, I don't know, I don't have faith that they would, I think the tournament could be great, but then much to the point of the Mae Young and whatever, it's like, where would these Lucha guys go? Because mm-hmm. I just, they, they get a little push every once in a while, and then Ray is the only one that really You know, here, it. off the top of my head, you got NXT, you got SmackDown, you got Raw, why not have WWE Lucha? No, oh, sure, of course, no, like, like, that's the thing, can they afford it? Because right. as as of yet, it's been a year since the UK, and it was like, yeah, we're trying to do a UK show. All right, just do a UK show. Well, just the rumor was is that uh, World of Sports got canned, right? And yeah. so WWE was like, eh, we got a minute. 
We'll, yeah. we'll figure it out later. Uh, Save it for the 2018 budget. Come, uh, I, I wonder so. if it could be like that. I mean, corporations do that kind of stuff all the time. All the time. So anyway, we got a little off topic there, but I mean, not I necessarily. Like was, I felt that was worth addressing. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so they also talk about local tournaments. They say tournaments that take place in your home country featuring local talent similar to the WWE United Kingdom Championship, which took place in England this year. I don't see how that's really a different thing. No. but I think um, it's one and the same. Yeah. I th- and I think maybe the, the <laughs> aforementioned tournament like list of tournaments was with like current WWE talent. But right. even like mentioning the Lucha thing goes all right, you've got Grand Metalik. Uh, uh, see, like I'm even, I'm even blanking now. Uh, Sin Cara and Kalisto. Sin Cara, where he at? Cool. Well, so he's been working tag with uh, Luke Harper at house shows. What? Oh my god, they just have run out of ideas for Luke Harper. Yeah, supposedly he's getting a, a repackage, but that's not what the show is about. Yeah. But but that's the thing is they they put that in 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 a framing of oh this is with talent that we already have and putting the Lucha one and there's like what you don't you're not focusing on Lucha that's weird yeah it's very strange um, so another category audio channel a section of WWE Network for listening only that provides audio play by play of pay-per-views music playlists sports radio style call-in shows and podcasts now if that would mean hey you tune in WWE Network for Ringside Pop I'm all over it I mean amen <laughs> extremely interested I would click yeah um, yeah I mean and that's just good for everyone in the business uh, to, to have more exposure I, I again all these things come back to me of can it be what it is now? Like, I don't want a bunch of WWE-approved podcasts. You know, I don't need to hear just the rhetoric of what they want you to think. Yeah. So it has to stay true to whoever they, they select. You know, here's that. a great idea. Ringside Pop sponsored by WWE. We bring in Stone Cold one week. We bring in Shawn Michaels one week. We bring in Chris Jericho another week. I like it. I don't know, <laughs> man. That, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but, it, but and, and this isn't a slight on, on any of those guys, but, you know, it can't just be Sam Roberts and, and Rosenberg. Right. You know, Peter Rosenberg. Uh, it, it's it's got to be the wide swath. Now, I'm not saying, like, guy on his MacBook sitting in front of a pile of laundry going, John Cena needs to turn heel. But, you know, <laughs> some... They do that. But he does. But he... <laughs> They do. <laughs> so many of them. But, uh, yeah, if it's something where there's, like, a featured podcast of the month or, or this, that, or the other thing, and that that's their way of going, oh, do people want ringside pop? Okay, we'll bring them in. Yeah. Or do people want Xbox One or 360? All right, we'll bring them in. You know, though the Superstar ones seems like an easy thing to incorporate. But. I think they've made it clear by putting my quote on the network for a year strong, basically. Ringside pop's the first choice. They want us to be on. You're actually replacing the Stone Cold podcast now that his contract's done. Oh, yeah. You yeah. already heard? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. It's I out there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, Hello. <laughs> my bad. Uh, all right. So what else we got? Now here, this changes a little bit. So this was a different category. So this is more like technical things that you would like to see. Uh, social viewing. Set up a movie theater style mode to watch virtually with friends or participate in a live event on Facebook where you can chat with other fanatics. Now, when you said movie theater thing, as I thought, are they going to partner with Fathom Events mm-hmm. and they do WWE Network things like where, a live in the theater? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd like to be able, like old school, first couple of WrestleManias where you go to a movie theater and watch WrestleMania with people. Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, if I wasn't there, but you know, sort of, <laughs> sort of, a, sort of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they do that with concerts and stuff still. Nowadays, yeah, they but. do it all the time. They do it with plays. They do it with musicals, everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I even seen uh, Kissology when Kiss, you know, released that. You're a Kiss fan? Yeah. Still getting That's into it. That's the rumor, yeah. Still getting into it. Trying I, to figure out the makeup thing. Yeah. I love the. Uh, I love the idea of sharing anything because I watch wrestling so often by myself. Oh, please come over if you guys are here for a paper. <laughs> Washington DC is right around the corner. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'll head right over. Um, I'll be there in a week. <laughs> uh, but there is I mean that's half the fun of going to a live show. You either get to go and, and commiserate with your, your buddies or you get to flick them off when they put the fucking beach ball in the audience. <laughs> so it's had to just, talk about it. Had to talk I about hope Beach Ball gets its own show on the network. Oh god. Yeah, there okay. you go. That would There's be hilarious. Yeah. Beach ball. Or it's, it's just a half an hour of like a still shot of a beach ball. <laughs> and then it like sort of like readjusts and, and knocks he, knocks he, a sign he over. He just gets punched at the end of everything. Like, <laughs> or deflated. Or it's, it's, it's just a reel of WWE superstars popping beach balls. <laughs> I would I would honestly pay for that. Fourteen ninety nine. It's so, uh, it's premium content. So angry. I never thought I'd be angry at a beach ball as much as I I am. But they just had to make it a part of the show too. Anyway. Anyway. Fuck yeah. the beach ball. Yeah. Um. So eh, cool. I think it's cool. I don't know if I want to pay extra for no. it. No. I have. Half I have the time you just text your exactly. You just text a friend going. Did you just see that? Yeah. And then if they'll talk to you. Yeah. But I mean, if I they want to add a chat room, toss it in the package. I guess. I'm. I'm. I'm it's okay. Optional. Optional. Yeah. I'm saying somewhat interested. Uh, download to go. Ability to download content and watch offline. Yes. 120,000% for me. Like this, that changed Netflix. I was like, I don't really use Netflix that much. Mm-hmm. And then once they, they introduced the downloading thing, I'm catching up on series. I'm watching mm-hmm. stuff on planes, this, that, that. 100%. Yeah. I mean, Hell I, yes. I fly across the country a whole lot. Do you? So, <laughs> and that's usually when I catch up with Lucha Underground because I bought the iTunes version. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was like, then you can download the <laughs> download it off of Netflix and watch it on Netflix. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that helped Lucha even more than sure just did. the streaming on Netflix, but being able to carry it with you. Hundred percent. That's you how I watch Glow. And you, yeah, exactly, you took the words right out of mouth. You can watch Glow that way too. Glow was super early because a lot of times they window it. You know, where yeah. it's like, okay, you can watch it only at home, and then three months later we'll give it to you. But Glow was like either right out the gate. Or maybe it was a week out the or gate. Two out the gate, man, out the gate, you know, because they knew that they had something special. Yeah, so I was able. I watched that whole thing on a plane. <laughs> and also, I think all Netflix originals, like no, Fuller oh, House no? wasn't on there. Okay, no. yeah. it may not even be still. Not that I watch Fuller House. That's so weird. You just looked for an example. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I love that show. <laughs> they did Lucha on that show, guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. You know? Yeah, Joey Ryan was a part of that. Was he? Yeah, he was. Again, told you. Lucha. Name association. <laughs> Lucha Joey Lucha Ryan. Joey Ryan. You go. You'd never think that, but hey, <laughs> look where we are. So, Joey Ryan, everybody knows. No, no downside to downloading. They, no. they 100% should already be doing that. Uh, social sharing. Ability to share playlists, clips of favorite... Uh, oh, sorry. Clips or favorites on social media, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Can we not do this already? I guess not directly from the network. You have to do it from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. If if I could make a playlist on a network, I think I would I would use it a lot more than I do. Not to say that I. I mean, I get my money's worth. You're pretty but, good on the network. But uh, yeah, if if I could make a playlist so that I could have a, an Xbox playlist, a Bobby the Brain playlist, a this that instead of just the collections that uh-huh. they give you, if they made it user based. Yeah, for, for me, cool. I would love to be able to share you know to like Ringside Pop or Wrestling Compadres Facebook page. Like, holy crap, this move. From this guy, yeah. you guys check it. And this I is can this is what you, we're talking about. Yeah, we we said how this thing was crazy on the show this week. See how crazy it is. I think that'd be super helpful. Yeah. Um, 
just a couple of more here. Alternate audio. Choose your favorite pay-per-view commentary team. For instance, you can hear Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and Jerry Lawler call a live pay-per-view. I don't know how they're going to do that. Have they ever done that? I, I know Lawler has, but I don't think Stone Cold Austin has. Austin used to do, like, get, like you know, when, if there was somebody. Actually, I think during the period where he was injured, he, he did commentary pretty regularly. But I sense. think this, this implies that they're going to record new commentary. Audio? Wow. Yeah. Um, which, which, from a budgetary perspective, you get Austin and Jerry in a room. Here's a couple of matches. Or here's a couple of pay-per-views. Watch those. Yeah. But sure... I guess I don't know that I feel like I trust them enough to, to, to employ the right commentators. <laughs> but that, but like if they're trying to get people to watch the 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 like old pay per their old pay per views again, people watch that stuff because of the nostalgia of watching it when they were kids. They yeah. don't need a new thing. They'll remember Jr.'s calls. They'll remember right. Jesse the Body's calls. They'll remember all of that stuff. Yeah, and then you know, like going back to what you were saying earlier, j- just uh, the question previously, the playlist. I mean, Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon. I mean. I, all day long. Greatest of all time. All day long. Dear goodness. I would love to hear <laughs> alternate track in a way that they do a director's cut for a movie where it's like, here's the match. We're hearing the, the natural commentary from years ago, whatever. But then Stone Cold is like, yeah, I actually messed up my knee here. And now this next sequence, we had to change all this because they, I was They experimented up. with that. I don't know if it was the w- – I think WWE's YouTube channel – did it a couple times, but Rock did it on his, where he would be watching an old match, <laughs> and he would be talking through, like, oh, I remember this part. Uh-huh. And, yeah, th- I think that fans would be interested yeah, in. Yeah, you know what would be great? Be, you, know, you know, like, I can't wait for the day that me and Sean and Taker get to revisit uh, WrestleMania 25. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I, I, would, I would pay you right now. <laughs> so, like, can you call them and just make that a thing? So, but, but that's also uh, another thing that's, like... There's a, an idea. That's, mm-hmm. like, a, that's a diehard thing. I think that would be... A fourteen ninety nine or a nineteen ninety nine. And as a fan, I, I love little backstage tidbits and things of that nature because there's so much stuff that happens and stuff that doesn't happen or should have happened. And, and there's so many of these little different stories with matches, whether it be pay-per-views or house shows or whatever, that a lot of the fans, I think, would be so intrigued because you get to pull them in and they feel like they're an insider and you just go like these little tidbits, you yep. know, and, and these little stories that people just, you know, would love to hear. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I love any kind of behind-the-scenes stuff, especially when I'm a fanatic. Um Two, two more here. Virtual reality, augmented reality, the ability to watch current and historic WWE content in a way that makes it seem as if you were actually sitting ringside and experiencing the event. Now, I don't know how they're going to do that for old content, but for no new idea. content, all you got to do is you put a 360 camera like next to the ring bell or, mm-hmm. or so, somewhere that's like on camera so that anybody with a headset can pop it on and then you're sitting, you're sitting next to hard cam. Mm-hmm. You know, there was an idea of Lucha Underground Season 1 to put a ref cam. Oh, that would have been cool. That's a great scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, even even already the jib and the overhead, the overhead are s- to separate it so much from any other wrestling product that make you go, "Oh, whoa, that's crazy. That's great." And then you especially get to feature the emblem. The but, overhead is so cool. Why why they don't use that more in other places? I don't know. Well, WWE can't because they don't have control of the arena most of the time, and like have just piping a line. Mm. That's difficult. Remember, they did the corner cams for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were cool, <laughs> but the, but like it, it's they looked like GoPros. The quality was so low. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. And is then the, they did commentator too at one point. You know when they would show Cole or whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Um, but but the VR AR stuff, <laughs> I think is it's only a matter of time before it's implemented. WWE Network is so was so ahead of the game when it came out, mm-hmm. and the fact of how many people outside of your Netflix and the Hulu's that offered like a wide swath of content, but how many people since WWE Network have started just our brand? CBS does it, Fox does it, right. everybody has our brand. People are willing to pay for it, pay for a single brand. I, it's a matter of time before it, this happens. That that one I think inevitable. It, it's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your your phones can do a lot of it. Now, yeah. I mean, at this point, you can. I and I can imagine people in the arena, putting putting like getting the Google cardboard or whatever, and like we're here, but. Oh. But what if you could be the wrestler? <laughs> That's what I want to see. It's just be like, every, everybody like connected to to a line like an Oculus Rift. It'd be like m- motion capture. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and last one, kind of in the same vein, is the ability to watch WWE in-ring <laughs> shows using alternate camera choices, e.g. Gorilla Cam, Drone Cam, GoPro Camera, 360 Views, or Select Your Resolution. Like, Gorilla Cam, I don't remember saying when I first looked at the survey, but I can't imagine that they would put a camera in Gorilla. That seems... It'd be like totally... That'd be kind of taboo, man. That'd be way... That'd be too much. Yeah, that'd be way too much. Yeah, you know, because you'd really be exposing stuff there, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, gorillas. mm. Especially because unless unless they made a network gorilla... Right. So they had real gorilla, and then there there was a spot where you just... network gorilla. Where you just see, like, AJ prepping before going on. Yeah, you hear the music hit. Yeah, and then they or something like that, but not not like yeah. Let's get a close up of Michael Hayes. Yeah, yelling you, at somebody. No, let's that that seems really irresponsible. <laughs> and then uh, lastly, different category wise, it's just things to you available. Do you find a, a value to getting presale seats or getting merch before other people can? Do you guys find that to be something that is cool? As somebody, uh, Marty, you might be able to attest to this. As somebody with way too many wrestling T-shirts. Mm-hmm. This would be awful <laughs> for me personally. For me personally, and, I, and I've I've consciously had to make the decision of being like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Like I used to go to every show. I used to get a show shirt just to be like, oh yeah, I was here. Yep. And I, then I then I look That's at what that. I do. Yeah, well, I, I still do that to this day. Between my kiss shirts and my wrestling shirts, mm-hmm. Jesus. You have anything else in that closet? <laughs> No, that's pretty much it. <laughs> well, especially now when when I you know going doing press for these events and it's NXT show shirt, WrestleMania show shirt, Raw show shirt, SmackDown shirt. I just bought four thirty dollars shirts. <laughs> I need to eat. It's a, I'll eat the shirt, right. I guess. But yeah. you know that that I think is great. I even think the service where you're at a live event and you can buy stuff from your seat and then go pick it up. Ooh, yeah, that's enough. Mm-hmm. They, then they already have that and it's implemented really well. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. <clears throat> I, I don't know what merch you need to... Like, only collectors, I think, who collect every single, like, square of ring to celebrate American Alpha's NXT t- Tag oh Team Championship ring. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think, like, those folks, unless they really start doing premium, like, McFarlane toys, collectibles, or some really premium stuff, you don't need... Pre- like, they'll do... If they want to do pre-sale, they'll do pre-sale. Yeah. I, I prefer it for the ticket aspect. Ticket, I always, sure. I always hate mm-hmm. buying tickets. I hate that... Right when it's about to go on sale, and you have to like refresh, refresh, refresh. I would love to just be like, "Oh, I paid X amount. I'm gonna get this right now," and I'm only competing with a smaller number of people. Yes. Well, anyway, what what uh, as a final point, what would you think it would be? Pick and choose of these things that you like, and discern that as the 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 price point. Would you pay twenty bucks? Is that what you're? What do you think they're going for here? Obviously, more more money and more interest in the network. 
more budget. Is it fifteen dollars? Is it twenty dollars? I don't think they would go higher than twenty because that's twenty is probably their max. Yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. what they would do. That would price them yeah. out of the market. Yeah, twenty because with all those different options, and you, because you have some very very cool options and some cool things that you that they could do with that. But I mean, you know, as a fan, as a true fan, you know, in getting into the business, I mean, these are some of the things that I wish that I I could have had. Back in the day, you know, to see Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat, you know, mm-hmm. doing something like that, or even Dusty, or, or just Hulk Hogan during Hulkamania. I mean, it, it would have been awesome to have that stuff. So to make it available for the fan today, I think it just makes it that much more special. Mm. As long as they keep the nine ninety nine <clears throat> entry yes. point, because then you don't feel like you're forced into paying. Yeah, because I f- the the $20 price point is going to pay for everything that's available at the nine ninety nine price point. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the diehard fans that want the Gorilla Cam, that want the Austin Waller commentary that that want to see ICW or any any quote local tournaments that that those fans are going to pay the twenty dollars for that extra little thing so that they can be the insider. Right. I'm going to be the insider. It's going to be me. I'm going to be the most knowledgeable wrestling person on my YouTube channel or whatever, um, or amongst my friends or whatever for my podcast, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that price point is going to be paying for the stuff that's nine ninety nine. The only thing that I want, and I mentioned it earlier. Is consistency. That's the that's the only thing. And if it starts affecting other ish, other parts of production, that's when I can understand changes like all of the rumored stuff with Two Hundred Five Live going going to SmackDown and having them do their blowout drag out solid two hours of SmackDown television, and them going no 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 wait 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 wait, and then having <laughs> then having them do two hundred five live yeah. is exhausting. It's horrible. Yeah, I feel bad for the 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 two hundred five guys. I and I feel super bad. Not even exaggerating. I was falling asleep during two hundred five live oh, just no. because I was I was just out. Yeah, it's just super super done. So you y- you can still call it two hundred five live if you tape it live. Yeah, if you tape it before live SmackDown. You play it after SmackDown, that's fine. Then your crowd might be a little more into it, and then the people at home will be a little bit more into it. Then the people on VR will be a little more into it. Yeah. But consistency. Yeah. That's, that's just be consistent with whatever you do. I agree with that. Well, correct, guys. Let us know what you think that is worth the increase in price. If any of these things are of interest to you, or if you just want your network plain and simple as it mm-hmm. is. Uh, let us know what you guys think. Uh, I'm already paying 20 bucks a month because I get New Japan. and, <laughs> and So if you guys could just make New Japan and WWE on the same one, I'm fine. Uh, all right, Marty, put yourself over. Hey, I'm Marty Elias. Hey! No, uh, Marty Elias, uh, Twitter uh, at Marty Elias1967, uh, Instagram at Marty Elias67, and on Facebook, good old Marty Elias. Uh, uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mark Bidonica, because that's my name, Mark Bidonica. Uh I'm uh, the lead host here at AfterBuzz TV for the NXT After Show, which I would say is probably the greatest thing to come out of the WWE Network. We break it down every re- every week right after the show goes off the air, so you watch it at five, six o'clock. We are live talking about the events that just transpired. It's myself, uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's The Hobo, and just World Traveler The Hobo, and Uprocks.com's Bill Hanstock. Boy, do we have a good time! Uh, we call us the NX team, hashtag NX team, uh, of which Dale is a member of the NX team. Yes, I and love of which, going on there. Uh, current uh, WWE announcer Kathy Kelly is also the the former head of it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm wearing uh, some of our some of our merch that we have at NXteam.spreadshirt.com. Team shirt. Yep. 
Uh, it's our take on the New Day shirt. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm also a producer on a show called Ringside Pop. You should probably watch it. Uh, also, <laughs> you might just be. <laughs> but also, uh, Xbox 12360 is, is one of our shows that we do here at Xbox uh, at, at, at AfterBuzz TV. Uh, we have amazing guests in both in-studio call-in, and Sean is just such a wizened warrior of this industry. And whether we're talking to a superstar or about various things in the industry, you don't want to miss his shows because there's always... he. You can never expect what comes out of his mouth sometimes yeah. in the be- and most of the time in the best possible way. So make sure to tune in to Xbox One to Three Sixty. Both of those shows are on Wednesdays here at AfterBuzz TV. Thanks, Dale. Uh, thanks for coming on here, buddy. It's always good to have Thoroughly you. Thoroughly appreciate it. I'm happy that I got to come in on this show. I'm The Walking Dale on Instagram and Twitter. You can also catch me on Wrestling Compadres and uh, dishing on movies anywhere you find YouTubes. And we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Dale Rutledge, and Stephen Lemieux, managing producer for AfterBuzz Wrestling Mark Donica, and the entire Ringside Pop staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow the show on Twitter at Ringside Pop. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!